Hello and welcome to this week's Mouth of the Time podcast. I'm Liam Kennedy, your host today with a uh, regular uh, guest, fellow Newcastle United Shields Gazette writer, uh, Miles Stafford. So how was the how was the game at the weekend, Miles? It wasn't the result that Newcastle United wanted. It could have been worse. And events elsewhere have obviously uh, really highlighted the plight of Newcastle United at the moment. And my, my take on things, the current situation is that it's painful watching other teams and hoping for other teams to do the work that Newcastle United essentially should be doing and are incapable of doing themselves. They can only pull themselves out of this. Anything else and asking other clubs to do your favours has got to be only a bonus, not the bread and butter of a relegation fight, isn't it? Yeah. The the, the club's fate still in its own hands, so, so that's that's important. But how how long how much longer can we say that? How long much longer before... This club is in the bottom of three. That, that's that's the worry. We're we're in a run of games where this team needs to be picking up points, not just a point, uh, three points really. And Villa was one of those games. I don't. The, the performance, you know, wasn't terrible against Villa. That and and you've got to give them credit that having enough about them to to come back and get that point, and it could could yet prove to be a very important point. Yes, we know they're missing. So Maximum Almiron and Wilson, three very big players. But I think we all expect, still expect more from this team. And, uh, you know, the worrying thing is they're edging closer and closer to that bottom three. And then once you're in that bottom three, the, uh, the mentality, the confidence, um, that's going to change change yet again. So uh, this team really needs to win. And at the minute, it's hard to see this team scoring too many goals. Hopefully, hopefully that will be uh, sort of negated somewhat with a potential return of Miguel Almiron. Or maybe looking at him being back involved for Brighton. It's still a touch and go, isn't it, really, with him? But Callum Wilson, you're probably looking at Tottenham, and Alan St. Maximin, as we'll probably come on to later in this podcast, is is a who knows when he'll be back. Yeah, they've they've got to get the manage these three returns. Well, they're, they're too important to, to, to be rushed. Um, the bigger pitch is going to be going to be important. There's a glimmer of hope with Almiron. I think if the South American World Cup qualifiers hadn't uh, been postponed due to coronavirus, he would have had a call up. So we, we know he's close. Um, is he is he close enough to start? That would be a big big question mark, really. But I think it would just give a, give a give everyone a lift if he's back in the squad and. Uh, and on the bench and involved, and uh, we have to see what happens in training this week. As for the other two, yes, Wilson is uh, is making good progress. We understand, uh, and, and I'm sure we're about to come on to some maximum. Before we do, I want to ask you about a little bit, a little bit of the formation and system and stuff from the weekend. I mean, I, I wrote a piece last week suggesting that. I think Newcastle United need to be brave and there needs to be a bit more pragmatism rather than this system idealism that Graham Jones has brought to the table. Um, we've seen Dwight Gale out wide. I, I could, I was actually making a case last week to say it's got to be the end for Joe Linton. I would actually argue he probably had his best game in a black and white shirt for Newcastle United on Saturday, um, re- on sorry, Friday night. A lot of the physical hold-up play, a lot of the handful outside the box just a shame the guy can't make a correct decision when he does cross over that 18-yard line. But what did you make of the Dwight Gale out wide thing? We've called for a long time to see Dwight Gale get an opportunity in the side. But he's played. he's been played on the right against Chelsea. He came on as the false nine. 
however you want to call it, a false nine, I think it is. Some people think it's a 10. Came on in that position um, in the last game and then against uh, against West Brom, sorry. And then in this game was given the opportunity to play out left almost, the left of the strikers. Didn't work, did it? For me, he doesn't really seem to fit in any other positions. No, no, he doesn't. And, and you know, I, I as well have been keen to see him back in the team because, you know, he, he's, a, he's a goal scorer at the end of the day. Um, but when I... I did a bit of research on Graham Jones um, when he joined the club, and and he learned from Martinez really. Not they were they were together so long, and and they would they wouldn't uh, they would tweak the system, but they had a way of playing it, and they would play it come what may. And that seems to be the way we where we are are at this club. You know, we know this team's been crying out for ident- an identity, a way of playing, a system, and you know we've we've got that now. But the personnel, as you, as you say, don't quite fit that system, the available personnel. Um, the, the, what I've got to say, there have been an improvement in performances, so that hasn't, isn't necessarily saying, saying much. If you go back to the Everton game and, the, and the, the weeks following that, I think the team, the squad has benefited from, from having, a, yeah, having a way of playing a settled system. But uh, you're, you're right, it doesn't, it doesn't suit the players available. We're not... We're not going to see the best of Dwight Gale in 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 those positions. As for Gillington, yes, he did a lot of good stuff outside the box, but he was in the team really for to make an impact inside the box. And again, that that's the big question mark with him um, in terms of what he can contribute contribute inside the box. We've seen those decisions in the in the last couple of weeks where he he'll, he'll almost instinctively opt to square rather than shoot. And this is a number nine. Um, so uh, that 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 that's a concern because you know we hope Callum Wilson's back for Tottenham, but if he isn't, these these are the players that this club's going to be relying on to get get some points. Because if they're not going to be taking points in the next two or three games, the club will be in the bottom three. I think I think realistically, um, although injuries have come at a bad time, you can't blame the whole thing on those injuries. Um, but I, I suspect potentially in the summer, Newcastle it could be looking back on this little sequence of games where they played a real out of form Wolves side at home um, and didn't beat them despite going ahead. Played uh, an Aston Villa, a real out of form Aston Villa side without their best player, and only really kicked into life when they got that kick up the backside of the opposition scoring a goal. Because I think had had Villa not scored, Newcastle would not have scored either. It would have ended up a nil nil game, and and I also think. Going to West Brom, who although have found a little bit of form themselves, relative form given the 19th in the table, I think going there and playing for a draw was quite a negative way of, of going about things. Which, despite what Steve Bruce might say, it's my opinion. Having watched the game, analysed it myself, I don't believe Newcastle United went there with the team selected to win that game of football. I think they accepted, and I think his post-match comments in some ways, he accepted a draw would be enough and hoped that would be fine. But again, with draws, you're relying on other people not winning. And Newcastle United find themselves in that position this weekend. They're heading into a game um, themselves at Brighton, which is we, we, we can say must win as much as we like. Um, but Wolves, uh, sorry, uh, Fulham play Leeds on Friday night at home and have the opportunity to to just end all end all hopes that Newcastle United can stay out of that bottom three because Newcastle could be heading into that Brighton game already in it without kicking a ball. Of course, they'll have the games in hand. They'll have two games in hand on Fulham at that opportunity. But I'm pretty sure Newcastle would rather have the points on the board and the form that Fulham are shown should they go and win that game. I'll bring you on to St. Alan St. Maximin. I published a story yesterday, Miles. You commented on it yourself. Um, ethic, it's a question of Alan St. Maximin leaving the country. 
um, in, in lockdown. Um, we don't know the reasons as to why he left the country. We can speculate as to the reasons why, but there's a lot of unanswered questions on this, isn't there? That that one of one of Newcastle's players who who should be uh, essentially trying his best to get into this back into this side, and he may well have gone over for reasons to get himself back into this side, but that hasn't been confirmed and, and, and hasn't been commented on by the football club. Was it ethically right for Alan St. Maximin to leave the country um, when he should be training in this country to get himself fit and available for Newcastle United again? Well, I think we 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 don't know the the full story, which is um, which is the which is the important thing. And we don't we don't know it at the moment. We all we're all told not to to travel apart from essential reasons. It wasn't an essential trip to France. Um, there's been other 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 high profile sports people who who, who haven't travelled. You know, um, look at Jurgen Klopp just recently. Yeah. Um, even though they they would have had very good reasons to travel, but they they that it was right for them to. To stay, to stay home. That's the message at the minute. Uh, so, so it's important to say we don't know why he was there, but but what we do know, he was in France for a week. This comes in the middle of his rehabilitation from an injury, which is uh, obviously left left Newcastle United with, without one of their most important players. Um, the, the club haven't haven't uh, haven't said anything on the record, though we know. We don't know, for for example, if he has to quarantine, which is probably the the big the the big issue here. Uh, if he's if he has to stay away from the training ground for for a number of days, uh, five days or seven days or, or whatever, at a time when he needs daily treatment, because the important thing is to get him back on the pitch as soon as possible. Um, I can understand there are maybe privacy issues in terms of the club, and they don't want to say too much. But I think. Uh, Fans will want at least know whether he's quarantining and whether the, the the journey was an essential journey. Fans are asking these questions out there. You mentioned it, Miles. They're all asking. They're looking, saying, "Will will the guy turn twenty four? It was his birthday. Is it coincidental that he left the country and, and is out out of the country while it's his birthday? Um, was it an essential trip? If it's an essential trip, surely you can confirm." That it's an essential trip. I've spoken to the club. They they refuse to confirm that whether it was well, the nature of the trip, um, and what and how long the player himself would have to quarantine. And like you said, Miles, that's that's the key thing for me is that we've seen social media posts from Callum Wilson. Obviously, he's been travelling up and down the country himself to get certain treatment from from people that he trusts from earlier in his career. If Saint Maximin was doing exactly the same then that's fine. Why don't you admit that? Come out and say that's exactly the reason as to why Alan St. Maximin did. And then this becomes a non-story. Leaving those questions out there hanging creates more of a problem than is probably needed if there is an absolute uh, legitimate reason as to why Alan St. Maximin was allowed to leave the country for seven days. Seven days, in fact, where he he was, no, he was not in um, personal contact within the sports bubble at Newcastle United with physios, um, with rehab uh, and, and involved in his treatment. That, to me, does not look like a player who is guaranteed to be back for Tottenham, which is kind of what's been suggested. Steve Bruce is hopeful that a few of them may be back for Tottenham. It doesn't look like Alan St. Maximin is as far on as Miguel Almiron and Callum Wilson. Yeah, I think that, that's, the, that's the crux of it. Has this trip delayed his comeback at all? Maybe yes, maybe no, but maybe not. Uh, but... If it's delayed his comeback by five days a week, or or even more, then then that that's that's an issue. If it wasn't an essential journey, and and you know as 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 you've said, there are more kind of questions than answers at the moment. We Steve Bruce may shed some light on this um, 
later this week ahead of the Brighton game. Um, but certainly the club aren't, aren't saying saying anything at the moment. Though, uh, of course, we, we, we've had the fact that he, you know, the, the trip's been confirmed. We do know he's been to been to France and back. But, uh, you know, I think we need some more answers, really, because if, if his comeback has been delayed by, you know, a number of days by this journey and the club may say, or Steve Bruce may say, no, it hasn't, has he had no impact, um, then, uh, that, then it's a big issue, I think, for, for supporters. So, Miles, before we, we close up shop uh, for this week, I'm going to ask push you for a little bit of a, a prediction. I'll go for a prediction from Friday and Saturday. Do you believe Newcastle United will first be in the bottom three, heading into that game? If so, what do you think the pressure will be like? And how do you predict Newcastle United will get on down at the Amex? Well, uh, the, the way Fulham are, are, are playing at the minute, there's every chance the club will be in the bottom three. Um Come Saturday, which is which is obviously not ideal. They've got the games in hand, yes, but at this stage of the season, you, you want the points, and you've got to kind of um, the the um, the the confident the, look at the impact and confidence in terms of slipping into the bottom of three. They've they've teetered above that uh, drop zone for for some time now, uh, but they've been dragged so close in recent games. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Fulham Fulham um, get a Get a win against uh, against Leeds, and as for Brighton and Saturday, I'd I'd like to be more confident, but I'm, I'm sorry, I, it's it's very hard to see this team winning a game at the at the minute. Uh, it's I know I know Newcastle won won at Brighton in the Championship season, but it's not been an easy place to go. Uh, many other seasons, I fear that we're we're in for another draw. I was just going to agree with you. I, I I normally try and try and have a little, slightly different opinion, Miles, but I agree with you. Yeah, I think I think uh, Leeds United at home is there for the, the taking for Fulham on Friday night. And I think Newcastle it will be in the bottom three. And I think uh, draw, it's got a draw written all over at Brighton. Um, I know there's been a couple of draws down there in, in recent years. Um, although Brighton, I could imagine, will probably outplay Newcastle largely. Um, they're very good with the ball, um, quite a bright attack inside, but maybe just struggle to put the ball in the back of the net at times, which they did manage to do a couple of times against Southampton. On Sunday, but I'm I'm looking at a nil-nil draw, Brighton, and probably Fulham to, to scrape some kind of three-two win potentially against against uh, Leeds because Leeds certainly know how to score and concede goals. But anyway, that's 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 all for another week, Miles. Thank you very much. Um, fingers crossed, we'll have a positive, more positive outlook next this time next week. But I'm not going to hold my breath. Cheers. Mm-hmm.